Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, Tailblazers. Rebecca Cunningham here, and this is Girl Tales. We've got another tale for you today, and this one is really special because it wasn't recorded in Brooklyn, New York, like it usually is. This was recorded in Wisconsin by some very special people, actors, theater makers, and I've got two of those people with me today. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you did for our tale today? My name is Jennifer Sassaman, and I wrote this fairy tale, and I also directed the recording, and I do the voice of the narrator. My name is Madeline Sassaman, and I am playing Gretel and Minna. And Madeline is my daughter. Yep. So we worked on this project together. Is this the first project you worked on together? It's not. No. When Madeline was four, I directed a, a, a radio, a staged radio play version of A Christmas Carol. And I, inv- I added in a family and Madeline played the little girl in the family. And she was so little on stage. She was so cute. But it didn't talk at all. No, she didn't have any speaking parts. So this is her first production where she has lines. Yep. That's amazing. And so Madeline, you're like a, you're like a radio professional. <laughs> sort of. Well, I'm so excited for our listeners to hear you. Madeline, our listeners have been asking for a while to have a kid play one of the parts in our stories. How does it feel to be one of the very first kid actors on Girl Tales? 
It feels really good, and I think it's um a bit a little bit new for me because um I haven't been on a like a radio before, like a radio play that doesn't involve um like being on a stage or anything. It just involves talking. I think it. I think it's um actually pretty awesome for it. What was your favorite part about recording? I think it was um. A lot of it. I really <laughs> don't there, know. But there was probably a moment that you thought was really fun. No. Did you like eating the food to try and make the noise? Well, yeah, because it was actually like eating food. <laughs> I really liked all of it pretty much, but I think I really liked that too. That's awesome. So the, now the kids are going to have to listen out for when you make all of the food noises. And Madeline just turned seven, but she was six when we were recording the show. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Happy birthday. You had, I saw you had a special birthday party. Does seven feel different? Do you feel bigger or older? I mean, my legs are a little bit longer and I'm growing. Amazing. Okay. So I'm so excited for them to hear you before we get started. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who joined team Rudy on Patreon. Madeline, can you thank her for me? Thank you to Colette and her parents. And Jennifer, can you tell our listeners where they can go if they'd like to hear their name at the top of the next episode? You can go to www.patreon.com slash girltales. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash girltales. And how can they show their love for Girl Tales? Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. This story is a little bit scary by closer to the end, but you can I think you can handle it a little. And whenever you feel like that you're ready to be, you know, a little bit scared, then go ahead and listen to it. This is Hansel and Gretel and Minna. By Jennifer Sassanen. If you take my hand, I'll show you distant lands. Be my Once upon a time, there was a loving family who lived in a small village at the edge of a great wood. The father was a woodsman who raised his two children to respect and understand nature and not to be distracted by fears of forest sounds and light. The mother taught her children to work hard and be kind and rarely let an hour pass without telling them she loved them. Oh, how I love you both! We love you too, Mama. Sadly, not all tales have happy endings. And one day, the loving mother went into the woods to collect wild mushrooms and never returned. The woodsman searched for days but found no sign of his beloved wife. I don't understand, Father. How could Mother get lost in the woods? She has the enchanted necklace you gave to her. She should have found her way home. Yes, all she has to do is speak the words that make the heart in the circle spin, and it will point to home. I've been with her so many times in the woods, 
when she has spoken the spell to find her way home. I can hear her in my mind now saying the words. Riddling, rathering, gildering, gathering, gildering, gathering, seat you have led me astray. Pandering, pondering, pondering, wildering, wandering, heart guide me, show me the way. She should have been able to find her way back to us. Children, the only thing I can think is that your poor mother was killed by a wild creature living in the woods. The father and his children grieved for some time. As the weeks passed to months, they held one another and cried, and their hearts began to mend. But during this time, the children began to see the woods as a dark, dangerous place, and they no longer went into the trees to play or explore. After the long winter turned to spring, the father came to the conclusion that he should marry again. While he loved his children endlessly, his work took him far into the forest each day, sometimes well into the night. And so it was that when he met the visiting cousin of a neighbor, who seemed to be good and kind and strong, he brought her home to meet his children. Father, father! Children, I would like you to meet Dorchen Wilde. She is Mistress Arden's cousin. Good day, Mistress Wilde. Mistress Wilde, how beautiful you are. <laughs> what a sweet child you are. Hansel, Gretel, I have asked Mistress Wilde to become my wife and your new mother, and she has accepted. Dorchen Wilde was indeed a beautiful woman, who was kind and patient as she spoke with the children. And while they wanted their father to be happy... Hansel and Gretel could not ignore their instincts that something was not to be trusted about their new stepmother. And they were right, for Dorchen had a secret she had told no one except her crow, Sebastian. Sebastian was a large bird with gleaming feathers black as midnight. Dorchen would stroke his feathers and speak to him as to a trusted friend. Oh, my sweet crow, tell me, what have you seen of the world today? Really? Turnip greens and wild garlic are growing in the meadow. We shall have to go and collect some for supper. Come, children, grab your baskets. You heard Sebastian. Yes, stepmother. Yes, stepmother. As the summer months passed, the family lived together peacefully. The woodsman worked in the forest each day, coming home most nights to read to his children. Hansel and Gretel played in the sun and helped their stepmother with their chores. And Dorchen Wild. Well, she ran their home and cared for the children, but all the while she waited to set her secret plans into action. And though the children did not know it, their lives were in great danger. One fine autumn day, when Gretel had finished her chores early, she was quietly playing under the kitchen table with a litter of new kittens when she overheard something she wasn't supposed to. Sweet kitty, time to take your nap. Curl with your brother's wildly. Oh, Sebastian, I have waited for so long, but finally my patience will pay off. The harvest moon is in two days' time, which means the conditions are right for Hansel and Gretel to disappear forever. Gretel clasped her hands over her mouth and listened as intently as she could. Tomorrow I will lead the children into the woods, deeper and deeper, until the only way anyone could find their way out is if you were to fly above the trees and lead them. You and I will slip away and then the dark thing that lives in the woods will take them and eat them. <coughs> no, I have told you. 
It is the only way, otherwise I will never have the only thing I want. Gretel waited until the stepmother and her crow had left the room, then ran to find her brother. Hansel, Hansel! Gretel, I'm here. Goodness, sister, what is the matter? You look as if you have seen a ghost. I can hardly believe what I just overheard. Our stepmother was talking to Sebastian, and she didn't know I was in the room. She told him she plans to lead us into the woods tomorrow and abandon us there so that the dark things in the woods can come devour us just like Mother. She would do this to us? But why? Who knows why? Because she is evil? We must find Father and tell him! But Father has gone to work in the eastern woods and won't be back until late tonight, possibly even tomorrow. By then it will be too late. What can we do? Gretel's eyes danced around the room, looking for anything that could help. When she spied the large wooden bowl that Hansel used to hold his collection of brightly coloured rocks and polished bits of glass. He had collected them all his life, and his mother used to call them his gems. Hansel, what if we filled our pockets with your gems? We could drop them on the ground as we walked, and then they would stand out against the regular rocks and brown earth and show us the path home. That's a brilliant idea, Gretel. Thank you. Let us fill our pockets with as many as we can carry. We should make sure we're ready everything now. You know how Stepmother likes to wake us up before the sun rises and put us immediately to work before we have time to think. Rise and shine, children. Rise and shine. The day will be day gone will be before, before you can, you can finish, finish your, your chores. <laughs> the children put rocks in every pocket they had until the seams threatened to burst and they rattled with every step. The following morning it was as they'd predicted. Just as the first rays of sunlight were creeping over the horizon... Dorchen was shaking them awake with a false cheer that was almost scary. Rise and shine, children, rise and shine. The day will be gone before you can finish your chores. <coughs> Come, my children, we have a grand adventure waiting for us in the woods today. We need to collect mushrooms that only grow in the far corner of the forest, and it will take more than half the day to walk there. Uh, stepmother, where is father? I should like to show him the... A sailboat I carved yesterday before we leave. Your father has been out working all night again. I'm afraid I'm all you've got. Come, come, before the day is lost. Yes, stepmother. stepmother. The children eyed each other with worry, patted their pockets, and set out. They walked for hours, taking turns as they went, dropping their coloured stones always taking care to do so when the stepmother was looking elsewhere or just out of sight. Hansel and Gretel tried to memorize the way, to hold on to familiar landmarks. Do you see that tree that looks like a stalk of broccoli? Remember that? (laughs) That clump of bushes looks like our uncle's hair. Remember that. But eventually the forest was so thick they could not even see the sun to know which direction they were facing. And they had walked for so many hours they could barely stand. Stepmother, how much longer until we get to the spot where the mushrooms grow? We are so tired. And hungry! We must rest. <laughs> Lazy beasts. We are almost there. But if you're so tired as all that, why don't you sit on that rock in the sunlight and eat the bread I have packed for your midday meal? The mushrooms grow in the stream just beyond those beech trees. I will collect them while you rest, and then we can all return together. 
Hansel, do we hear a stream? No. But if Stepmother was going to a stream to collect mushrooms right over there, wouldn't we hear it? Maybe not. Maybe it's a quiet stream? Stepmother? Stepmother! Stepmother, where are you? Stepmother, please don't leave us alone in the woods. Please take us home. We'll be good, I promise. But no matter how the children called and begged and pleaded, Dorch and Wilde would not return. She had left them for the dark thing in the woods to find. Please! Please! What will we do? I don't want to be alone in the woods. Children crying, children sighing, do not give up hope. Did you hear that? Children frantic, children frantic, don't forget what you know. It was her. The bird spoke to us. She says not to forget what we know. But what do we know? We don't know the way home. But we do have the rocks to follow. And we also should remember what Mother always said. You can't solve a problem while you're crying. The little bird is right. As scary as this is, we can't give in to fear and sadness. We must be resilient and dry our tears if we are to find our way home. Look, I see the last gem I dropped. Do you see at the edge of the clearing? You see how the sun bounces off the glass? I do. What a lovely purple it is. And look, in the distance, there's a blue gem that looks like a heart. We can do this. We don't have to be afraid of the woods. Father goes into the woods all of the time and comes back just fine. Mother went into the woods and never returned. Well, it is true that there are dangerous creatures in the woods, so we will have to pay attention, but I believe we will make it home safely. We just have to try. And try they did. It took twice as long to get out of the woods as it had to get to that sunny rock, because they had to spend a great deal of time looking for the stones they had dropped. But a funny thing happened. The longer they searched, the closer they got to home the less afraid they were of the woods. Hansel, the woods don't seem as scary as they did when this started. It's almost like a game looking for the gems. I think we just need to get used to being here. Oh, look, here's another one. The sun had set and it was getting difficult to see when the children finally recognized where they were. Look, Gretel, do you see the firelight in those windows? I do! I know that house too. It's Master Schmidt's home. I can tell by the fire still burning in the forge. That means our home is just beyond that rise. And though they were very tired, the children ran towards home with a new burst of energy that came from the knowledge that they had survived being lost in the woods. As they neared the house, they could hear sounds of fighting. You know I would never leave them if I could help it. Oh my God. I don't know what else to do. The temperatures alone could be enough to kill them. I have to come home. Or I, too, would have been lost to the woods. Father! Father! We're here! We found our way home! What on earth? Hansel, Gretel, my darling children, you're safe. Oh, let me hug and kiss you. I was so worried. Father, we were scared, but then we remembered what Mother always said, that no one can solve a problem while they are crying or lost to fear. So we decided to be brave and resilient, and we found our way home. But how could you run away from your stepmother like that? We were afraid that you were lost to the woods and that we would never find you. We didn't run away from her. We called for her. She left us there in the woods by ourselves. Why, of all the terrible things you could say. I came back from collecting the mushrooms and you were nowhere to be found. You never came back. 
I heard you talking to Sebastian yesterday. You said you were going to take us into the woods and leave us there so that the wild things that live in the woods could eat us. Gretel, that is a terrible lie to tell. It's not a lie, Father. I know you were scared, but you must never say such things about your stepmother. She loves you as if you were a child of her own. Gretel, it breaks my heart that you would say such things about me. I don't know what you think you heard me say when I was jabbering to the crow, but my goodness, to think I would leave you to be eaten. There, there, my love. You know how wild the imagination of a child can be. She does not mean anything by these accusations. She is just distraught from the dangers of the forest. Isn't that right, Gretel? No, father. Isn't that right, children? Yes, Yes, father. father. Well, all can be forgiven. Somehow you are safe with us and all is well. Yes, all is well. I was so worried. All day I wandered through the woods calling your names. I would never have been able to find my way home without the aid of my sweet Sebastian flying above the trees and guiding me in the right direction. How did you manage to find your way home? We, uh, we, well, you see, uh, we, uh... Answer your stepmother. I, too, would like to know how you puzzled your way out of this situation. We made a path using Hansel's charms. His what? The colored rocks and bits of polished glass that I collect. Our mother always called them my gems. We dropped them as we walked, then we followed them home. <laughs> what clever children I have. Come, my beloveds, let us eat our supper. I am certain you must be hungry after all that wandering in the woods. Their father praised their ingenuity. The stepmother smiled. But the only one who slept easy in the house that night was the woodsman. While Dorchen plotted how she could lose the children in the woods, Hansel and Gretel whispered in their beds. Hansel, you believe me, don't you? I know what I heard our stepmother say. I believe you, my sister. I know you to be honest in all you do. I also know that our stepmother was lying when she said she came back for us. What if she came back to the rock after we left? I suppose it is possible. Do you think we are safe? Or do you think she might try to harm us again? I don't know. If we heard wrong or misunderstood her, it would be best to let go of our fears. But if we were right, she might try to leave us in the woods again. I think we should keep a watchful eye and keep our pockets full of your gems. Many days passed with nothing unusual happening. The children did their chores, the father worked in the woods, Dorchen worked in the home. Day in and day out, she seemed a kind and loving stepmother. The children began to doubt that they had believed their stepmother capable of evil, but they never emptied their pockets of the gems. And so it was that almost a month had passed when one chilly morning in late October... The stepmother woke the children just before dawn. Rise and shine, children, rise and shine. The day will be gone before you can finish your chores. Come, my children, hurry and dress. Today we go into the woods to gather the last of the sheep's sorrel and wild grapes before the winter frost. Move quickly or the day will leave us behind. But, stepmother, the sun has not even begun to rise. The days are short, my child. We must use the time we have. When the sun rises, I will give you some delicious bread to eat as we walk. You have five minutes to dress. Do you still have the gems in your pockets? They're right here. Hopefully we won't need them. 
It's better to be prepared, though. Hurry, children! Coming, Coming stepmother! Step the children grabbed their baskets and hurried to catch up with their stepmother. She walked just ahead of them, carrying a lantern as the dawn had yet to break. Hansel, I don't know where we are anymore, do you? I, I think I know where we are, but she's just heading deeper and deeper into the woods. I think we should start dropping the gems. I agree. As they walked further into the forest, they continued to drop the rocks from their pockets, one after another. When the sun rose, the stepmother handed them each a large piece of bread to eat for their breakfast. They began to walk on. As they ate, Gretel reached into a pocket to drop another stone, but what she saw filled her heart with dread. Hansel, oh no! Hansel, come and see! Your stones, they're all white and gray and black. They're just regular stones, they're not gems at all. What about your pockets? Same! I don't understand. How could this happen? Stepmother must have taken the gems out of our pockets last night and replaced them with rocks from the yard. We couldn't tell before now because it was too dark. These rocks look like every other rock on the ground. Hansel, how will we find our way home? They had tried to be prepared, but instead of carrying a path home, their pockets had merely been weighed down. They were looking around for something that they could use when Gretel's eyes fell on the slice of bread in her hands. <gasps> Hansel, what if we use pieces of bread instead of the gems? Do you think they would look different enough? Why don't you drop a piece on the ground and test it quick, so I don't want Stepmother to get suspicious. I think that looks okay. I agree. It might be enough of a guide for us to find our way home again. What they didn't notice was that as soon as they had walked on, Chipmunk flew across the ground and snatched up the morsel of food that they had dropped, then disappeared with it into the forest. We could turn back now. Why should we follow our stepmother into the unknown? Let us run back and find Father. Gretel, we have already been walking for hours and dropping plain stones. How do you suggest we find our way? And even if we did, what do you think would happen? The last time we told Father what she had done, he refused to believe us. We are on our own. I say we try to follow Stepmother back when she follows Sebastian, and if not, we follow the breadcrumbs. All right, let us try then. And with that, they walked forward, praying for the best. Dorchin Wild led them deeper and deeper into the forest, until they had walked for so many hours they could barely stand. Stepmother, how much longer until we get to the sheep sorrel and wild grape? We are so tired. And hungry! If we walk for much longer, we won't have time to get home before dark. Oh, my children, the wild grapes grow just beyond that cluster of pine trees. We are almost there. But if you are so tired as all that, you can rest here on this fallen log and eat the dinner I have packed for your midday meal. Oh, no, Stepmother. We will happily come with you. Yes, we are ready to help. All right, Gretel. You can take this basket and collect the wild grapes over there by the pine trees. Hansel, you can come with me to get the sheep sorrel next to the stream. Yes, yes stepmother. stepmother! The children relaxed, since the stepmother did not seem to want to leave them. They turned their attention to looking for the plants, and did not notice that their stepmother had fallen behind them, and now stood at the edge of the clearing. She took one last look at them and whispered, Forgive me. And disappeared. Stop.
Stepmother, is it here? I'm to collect the wild grapes. I don't see any. Stepmother, the sheep shuttle here is blackened with the frost. I don't think we can use it. Stepmother? Stepmother? Stepmother, where are you? Gretel, did she leave us again? I don't know. I don't see her anywhere. But no matter how the children called and begged and pleaded, Dorchen Wild was gone and would not return. It's no use, Gretel. She left us again. I'm not afraid, Hansel. We found our way home once. We can do it again. All we have to do is look for the breadcrumbs we dropped. I know that I dropped one just as we walked into this clearing so that we would know which way to leave. It is between those two beech trees. I see it. You know, Hansel, picking up the breadcrumbs should be more fun than the rocks because I'm starving. (laughs) Then why don't you take the first piece then? But as Gretel went to pick up the small piece of bread, a bird swooped from the trees and snapped it up in its beak. Hansel, did you see that? The bird took our bread. Oh no, what if all the pieces of bread have been taken by the animals in the woods? We shall never find our way home. I don't know why we didn't think about animals eating our bread. Whenever we throw breadcrumbs to the birds at home, they always eat them straight away. I want father. Children crying, children sighing, getting get up hurt. Did you hear that? Children friendly, children frantic, don't forget what you know. It's that little white bird again. She says not to forget what we know. What do we know? We don't know the way home. Last time at least we had the colorful rocks. Now we are completely lost. But she also says do not give up hope. The last time we followed the rocks, but this time we will need to find another solution. And you can't solve a problem while you're crying. Exactly. Maybe the bird can help us. Little bird, little bird, can you show us the way to go home? The small white bird had rested in the branches of the beech tree at the edge of the clearing. It looked at the children for a long time, seemed to nod its head, and began to fly. Quickly, follow follow it! it. And they were off, chasing after the small bird, running as fast as they could, jumping over fallen branches and ducking under leaning trees. Sometimes they would lose sight of the bird. Where is it? Do you see it? But always it would fly back so the children could find it. But they could not run for long. They had already been walking for hours, and they had eaten no food at all that day. I am grateful for the help of this bird, but how hungry I feel. If only it was summer, we could eat the plants and fruits of the woods. If only this bird would lead us to some food. (laughs) That's a good idea, Hansel. Little bird, can you take us to our supper? (laughs) Yes, some fresh warm bread and a delicious piece of rolladen, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'd also like some kind of spatula, if you wouldn't mind, please, with extra crunchy bits on top. Hansel, our bird seems to be calling us further into the woods. Yes, it is very dark that way, and there's hardly any space to crawl through that isn't tree, bush, or bramble. I don't think we should go that way. Little bird, we see that you want us to go in that direction, but I don't think we can make it that way. We will walk in this direction until the woods aren't quite so dense. Oh, Hansel, the bird! She is pulling at the sleeve of my dress! Stop, bird! You will tear my dress! Oh, now she's after me. Little bird, stop pulling my hair. She's pulling us toward the woods! What if she wants us to get lost there forever? Little bird, stop. We will not follow you into those woods. We are going in this direction. You may come with us, if you wish, but we won't go into that part of the woods. 
she's flying away. It will be all right, Hansel. See how the woods are opening up? Surely we must be close to finding some help. Sadly, Gretel was very, very wrong. They were close to something, but it was not help. Look, a house! We are saved! Thank goodness! Hello, is anyone there? What a funny little house. It looks like it's almost made of... Food! The walls are made of bread. Can you smell it? And the windows, why they are spun of sugar, melted with... Raspberries! Let us eat! But before the children could reach the house again to take a bite, the small bird swooped in again. Nibble, nibble, little mouse, do not nibble on the house. Danger lurks around about, do not nibble on the house. Little bird, we have no choice. We are starving. I must eat the bird. It smells so good. I'm sure the people who live here won't mind if two starving children share their food. Oh, I have never had such a delicious bread in my entire life. Mm. This sugar window paint is better than the candy in the shop in the village. Here, Hansel, you must try it. And you the bread. The children ate and ate until they were so full their fears seemed far behind them. Even the encroaching darkness did not worry them since they assumed whoever lived in the house would be home soon after their workday ended. See how there is smoke coming out of the chimney? They have left a fire burning. They cannot be far away. And even if they don't return, the moon is full. We could walk by the light if we had to. See, the moon is rising over the trees there. How big it seems tonight. There, the full circle of the moon has risen. <gasps> oh no, what was that? The moon is full. The moon is bright. That is the world brought me tonight. Someone's in the house. My hunger is bright and the season is ripe. I hope that children of man to bite. Children of man to bite? Hansel, we must hide! Here, in the bushes. The house speaks to me that we have visitors. Yes, there have been bites taken from the wall and the windows. Who is there? Come out, come out, there is no reason to hide. Once you have taken the bites out of the house, the house will hold you forever. Run for a cradle! happened. As soon as I got to the end of the yard, it felt like I ran into a wall. You have taken bites of the house. The house now holds you forever. There is no escape. You belong to me. First, the boy. What? A cage? Where did this come from? Why, from magic, of course. My magic. Let me out! Oh, I will. But first, I think I'll fatten you up a bit. You're so skinny. If I'm going to make a nice meal out of you, I think you should have a bit more to eat. You want to eat my brother? Oh, yes. I love eating little children. Especially the boys. I think they taste the sweetest. You're a monster! No, I'm a witch. One who can control the magical forces of this world. My name is Murga Bayen, but you can call me Mother Murga. And just as I put your brother into a cage, so too can I put you into a different kind of prison. And you, little man, you must be hungry. See all your favorite foods, Oliden, Kalsispatzli, chocolate, fresh bread. You need to eat.
I don't understand. How am I eating? I don't want to be eating. We all have our little jobs to do. Your brother has to eat and eat, and you have to clean and clean. For how long? By forever. Until I decide to eat you. The children were trapped. Mother Murga had cast a spell on the house so that anyone who took even a single bite of it could never move past the boundaries of the property. Try as they might to escape, Hansel and Gretel were the witch's prisoners. All day, Gretel was forced to clean the witch's cottage, cook her food, and do every menial task the home required. While Hansel could barely move in his cage and was forced to eat the food the witch sent to him. Days passed into weeks, and the children feared there would never be a way to escape. Carlton, where's my supper? It's waiting for you on the table already, Mother Murga. I made sure everything was ready for you. Stupid girl, I can see you have put everything in the wrong place. So I'm not sure what I expected from such an ignorant creature. I'm sorry, Mother Murga. If you would tell me... Never mind, I will do it, since you can't manage even the simplest of tasks. Go into the garden and feed your brother. Take care. None of that food is for you. You can eat with the pigs. And if my supper is cold, I will beat you again with my cane. Yes, Mother Murga. Hansel, I've brought you your dinner. I'm so hungry. I wish I could eat some. Gretel, you're here. You will never guess what has happened. Tell me. Look, over there on the apricot tree. What do you see? Why, it looks just like the little white bird that we saw in the woods. She seems to live here in this garden. She has been speaking to me. What has she been saying? Little bird, little bird, come tell my sister all that you have told me before. Oh, look, she's landed on my hand. Hello, the beautiful little bird. What have you to tell me? Sweet girl, you and your brother are in grave danger. The full moon approaches again, and soon the witch Murgo will want to eat more than chickens and vegetables. I've seen it before, and I fear we'll see it again, unless you can do something to end this terrible cycle. What do you mean? What will Mother Murgo do? The full moon is when she takes her revenge on mankind. She will heat up the big oven in her kitchen so that she can cook your brother. Oh no! But that's not all. She will try to trap you there as well. Whatever you do... Whatever she tells you, do not look into the oven. I swear I will not, no matter how she beats me. What is your name, little bird, and how is it that you can speak to us in the language of humans? I was once a girl like you, Gretel. My twin sister, Matta, and I were separated from our loving mother as we walked in the woods. And we came to this house. The witch put my sweet Matta into the cage for a month. And then when the moon was full, she put her into the oven. And that was the end of my story. She would have done the same to me, except somehow our mother found this house. She spent every day and night combing the forest. When she learned what happened to Matter, she begged Mother Murga to spare my life. The witch said that she would do so, but it would leave her with great hunger. My mother needed to send her mortal beings, whether children or adults, so that she could eat them instead of me. She turned me into a bird and trapped me in this garden. She does not know that sometimes when she is asleep, I can fly past the garden walls, 
just a little bit into the woods. That is how I found you. I tried to keep you away, but the house calls to people. What a terrible story, Minna. I'm so sorry for you. Is it possible you can be returned to your mother? I am cursed to stay a bird here for as long as the witch lives. I fear I will never see my beloved mother again. Has your mother sent others to the witch? Not yet, but she is running out of time. If she hadn't sent you and Gretel, the witch would be preparing to eat me to horror. How could you send people here to die? What would you do to keep your brother alive? Anything! Can you imagine a mother would do anything less for her child? Why didn't you just get help, bring people who could fight the witch? She did! The witch just made the house disappear! She's faced angry villagers before. She has? When? More than 100 years ago, she was a regular person, like you and me. She was married, she had children, she went to church. The one thing that made it special was she had a talent for healing and an understanding of what plants worked best for medicine. She worked as a midwife and a healer. But this was a time when many women were accused of witchcraft just for being smart or talking back to the men who held the power in the town. Murga angered the wrong man in the village council when she made him appear foolish in front of a large crowd, when she had correct information that he did not. It's a dangerous thing to make people laugh at a powerful insecure man. The man accused her of being a witch, and when she would fought back, he accused her whole family as well. The man made her watch as her innocent husband and children were burned at the stake. But when it was her time to die, something happened. Whatever powers she had, whatever made her a good healer, mixed with the fire she was placed upon, and to rage just what had happened to her family. And she changed. She changed into what you see now. A witch who wants to destroy all humans for what they took from her. It is a confusing thing to feel pity for all that has happened to her. She told you all this? I've been here a while. I think she has forgotten that I am human, so she shares some memories with me. She is still haunted by the loss of her family. Is there any chance we can get her to change? She doesn't have to keep doing this. I've tried many times to talk her into forgiveness and to letting people live. She will not change. Her heart has been hardened so long, it has turned to stone. What must we do to survive? Is there any way she can be stopped? Does she have any weaknesses? She's afraid of fire. It changed her once into a witch. So I thought she would always be immune to the damage of flame. But I think that only worked because of the outrage and pain in her heart. Fueled a new kind of magic. I have seen her take care to stay away from fire. Maybe we can use that. I have an idea. Every day she tells me how stupid she thinks I am. You say she will ask me to look into the big stove to light the fire? Yes, that is what she always does to her victims. And when their heads are in the door, she shoves the rest of them in and locks the door. Well, what if I pretended to be as ignorant as she believes me to be? Tell her I don't know how to light the fire. What if she got so frustrated that she bent to show me how? And once her head and arms were in, I shut her in. Gretel, that is a good plan. It could work. Let us hope it does. And so the three children went to bed, one on a mat on the floor, one in a cage, and one in a tree, each hoping that they would live past the full moon. The next day, Mother Murga kept Gretel busy every minute, cleaning floors, scrubbing pots, raking leaves in the yard. On and on the work went. By the time the sun was setting... 
Gretel was so tired she could barely keep her eyes open. One final command from the witch, though, was enough to make Gretel feel wide awake with terror. Gretel, go and light the big stove in the kitchen. The big stove, Mother Margo? Why are we using that tonight? Feckless brat. If you must know, I have killed a deer in the woods, and now I want to cook it. The stove must be very hot, though, so fill it with wood and bring coals from the fireplace. Yes, Mother Murga, I will try, but I've never lit a stove like this one before. I'm not surprised. I don't think I've ever met a more useless girl in all my days. Well, get it ready and I will show you how. The witch left the kitchen so Gretel felt safe enough to fill the stove with dry wood and place the hot coals in the tray underneath. He's all prepared. Yes, Mother Murga. What must I do now? I should think that it would be incredibly obvious, even to one as ludicrously foolish as you. Forgive me, Mother Murga. I'm only a little girl. I do not have the intelligence that you do. You just crawl in with a lit match and light the wood and kindling throughout the stove. It is no different than a regular fire. I don't see how that is possible. I don't crawl into the fireplace to light it. Sandra Diga, defend me from such ignorance. Here, child, watch me. First you climb in. Then you light the match. Then you touch it to the various points along the wood to make sure the flame takes. Why do I even bother feeding you? Your empty-headedness makes me do most of the work anyway. But Gretel, who was not in the least empty-headed, had grabbed Mergabien by the feet and shoved her into the stove and locked the door. The witch was trapped, and the sound she made was so terrible that Gretel had to run into the garden and cover her ears while the fire consumed the witch until she was no more. Gretel sat curled on the ground with her hands over her ears for some time, and then she felt a gentle hand on her shoulder. Minna, is that you? It is me! I'm a human child again, and a bird no longer. That means the witch is dead, and all the spells have been broken. Gretel, Gretel, where are you? I'm here, Hansel! Gretel, you did it! You defeated the witch! Incredible! Give me a hug! We all work together. If Minna here hadn't told us of Mother Murga's plan, I'm sure I would have just climbed into the stove and lit it without thinking. Oh my goodness, are you Minna? I am. I must give you a hug to them. I can't believe we are safe and free! It is true, we aren't cursed anymore, but we still need to find our way back to our parents. Let us look inside the house and see if we can find anything to help. Good Good idea. idea! And so the children went through the house... Room by room, drawer by drawer. Then, in Mother Murga's bedroom, Gretel discovered something of great value. Hansel, Minna, come see what I have found. What is it, Gretel? There's the huge wooden chest with a big brass lock on it. I wonder what she would keep in there that needed to be locked away. My goodness, that is a big chest. It looks like it could hold all three of us inside. I want to know what's inside, but it's locked. I just found this hammer. I bet that'll open it. Minna, what a great idea! Minna went to the chest and struck the lock three times. It worked! Now let's see what is inside. Whoa! Whoa. Have you ever seen anything like this? It is full of gold and gems and silver and pearls! It is all the valuables that Mother Murga kept 
from our victims over the past century. Just a handful of this would keep our family fed for a year. Riches do us no good if we can never find our way out of the forest. We must find a map or a compass or something. How about an enchanted necklace? That's Mother's necklace, the one that Father gave her so she could always be able to find her way home. Your mother was killed by the witch. We knew she went into the woods and never came back. Now we know why. But here she is, still helping us, showing us the way home. Do you still remember the spell that she used to get the necklace to work? I do. I can still hear Mother's voice in my head saying the spell. Come, let us gather as much of this treasure as we can carry, and then let us leave this terrible place. The children filled pillowcases with jewels and gold pieces. Then Gretel spoke the magic words to the necklace as she listened to her mother's voice in her memory. Riddling, rathering, gildering, riddling, rathering, gildering, gathering. Feet you flander straight. Handling, pondling, heart wildering, shouldering. Heart guide me, show me the way. It's working. The heart is pointing in that direction, towards the sunrise. Come on, let us follow it. And so, even though the children had been awake through the night, they followed the tiny compass on the necklace all the way to the home of the woodsman and his wife. After walking for the whole of the day, the children arrived. They could see their father sitting on the ground outside their house, just leaning and staring into the woods. He had spent weeks looking for them every day, calling until his throat was hoarse, and had finally given up, believing that the woods had taken his children as well as his wife, and his heart was broken. When he heard his children calling, it only made him weep, for he believed he was imagining it. But as they got closer, he realized that they were truly there, and ran to pull them into his arms and cover their faces with his kisses. My children, is it really you, Hansel, Gretel? Oh, my children, how I love you so! Father, we love you. We thought we'd never be able to come home to you. I don't understand. Where have you been? What has happened to you this month? And how have you finally come back? And who is this lovely child that you have brought with you? And so the three children told the woodsman about the witch and her enchanted house, how they had been trapped there by her curse, and how they had broken free. I am amazed at the courage and resourcefulness that the three of you have shown, and so grateful that you helped one another to escape. I do hope, however, you have learned your lesson and will not run away from your stepmother in the future. Father, we did not run away from stepmother. She abandoned us in the woods. You do not know what you are saying, child. Your stepmother has been just as broken-hearted as I have been this past month over your absence. Father, you did not listen to us before. We are telling you the truth. You say you love us, but you weren't listening to us. You didn't pay attention to what we said last time, and because of that, she was able to try again. If you don't listen to us now. Who knows what will happen to us? If she left you to die in the woods, I shall take such revenge against her. I have never felt so full of rage at the thought that she tried to help you to your deaths. It makes me want to. But before the father could talk of what he would do to the stepmother, Dorch and Wild appeared and saw the three children standing around her husband. <gasps> Minna, mother, mother. For Dorch and Wild was the same mother who had searched for a month to find her two girls, Minna and Meta. 
and when she learned that one had died, had vowed to do anything to keep the other alive. The witch, having lost her own children, knew that Dorchin would do anything, and that she could use that against her to trap her in the terrible bargain that would keep Minna alive as long as Dorchin sent others into the woods to take her place. Our stepmother is Minna's mother? Hansel, Gretel, I am so sorry to have left you in the woods. I have hated myself this month as I believed you to have been killed by the witch, but I swear I did not know what else to do to save my own child. Husband, I do not expect you or anyone else to forgive me, but please know I would never hurt anyone willingly. I just wanted my daughter to be safe. I know you must wish me dead, and I will understand if I must be turned over to the Lord. Mother, no! I just needed to know that my daughter would live. Wife, I... I do not know what to feel. At once I want to see you suffer, and and yet I know I would do anything to keep my children alive myself. I don't know if I can truly forgive you. Perhaps in time. But I do know that I cannot condemn you either. You and your child deserve to be happy together, just as I do with mine. Thank you. Father, we have one more surprise for you. What is that, my son? Oh my goodness! It is all the riches that the witch stole from the travellers she trapped over the last century. We found it when we found Mother's enchanted necklace, which led us home to you. Why, that is more treasure than we could spend in a hundred lifetimes. Yes, Father, that is why the three of us came to the decision that we should share these riches with everyone in the village. Mother America stole from so many families. We felt we should make sure every family took a share of the riches, that we know one of us would no hunger again. Oh, my children, what kind hearts you have. I think that is a perfect idea. A little for everyone, so that we all have enough. And so it was that the children shared the witch's treasures with the people in their village which brought much joy and relief to their town. Eventually, the woodsman was able to forgive Dorchen enough to allow peace in both their hearts. And the three children, Hansel and Gretel and Minna, were able to spend their days as friends. And all were able to live in peace and joy and prosperity for the rest of their days, never knowing hunger and always feeling safe and loved. was Hansel and Gretel and Minna by Jennifer Sassaman, starring Madeline Sassaman, Henry Anderson, Jenna Eve Kleinoffen, Samuel Fitzwater Butchart, Cole Conrad, and Jennifer Sassaman. Directed by Jennifer Sassaman. Sound designed by Samuel Fitzwater Butchart. Produced by Rebecca Cunningham in partnership with Open Door Theater and with support from the University of Wisconsin Parkside. If you have any questions or you just want to let Madeline and the other actors know just how much you like their tale, send me an email at rebecca at girltalespodcast.com. 
And to learn more about Open Door Theater Company, go to opendoorvt.com. That's O-P-E-N-D-O-O-R-V-T.com. The link is in our show notes. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we believe in you.